Two trips across the ditch today. The first one is to Rabobank HQ in Sydney, where we find Ben Picton. He's a senior strategist for global economics and markets. No one at Rabobank has a short title. Hey, Ben, you did a 10-minute video presentation to the Primary Industry New Zealand Summit earlier in the week in Wellington. It was about the global economic picture and opportunities for the New Zealand food and fibre sector. What were your messages? Because I think there was three key themes. G'day, Jamie. Yeah, great to be with you again. I, I did give a 10-minute video presentation to the summit. Um, there were three big themes that uh, we were really talking about in that video. So the, the first one is a, a global trend towards uh, deglobalization. And, and just to expand on that a little bit, I, I guess we've had a 30-year globalizing trend ever since the end of the Cold War in the early 1990s. We, we saw Eastern Europe come back into the world economy. And then in the early 2000s, we saw China join the, the World Trade Organization. So uh, you've got a few billion people added to the global labor supply there and, uh, and a, a few billion new consumers for global markets as well. So that, um, that globalizing trend has lasted for 30 years or so, but we're starting to see the tide go out on that a little bit now. That was shift number one, the big trend number hey, one. Hey, can I just ask you about that? Interrupt rudely there. Is the likes of Donald Trump responsible for some of this? Because he was into basically deglobalization. He wanted to bring America back to internalizing itself, if there's such a word. Yeah, to, to be fair to Donald Trump, I, I think he's more of a symptom rather than a cause. But uh, he, he certainly, uh, I guess, kicked this trend along in, in a big way. Um, you're dead right that he was very interested in sort of uh, looking inward uh, and he adopted what we would call uh, mercantilist uh, trade policies or, or maybe the, the bigger thy neighbour approach to trade rather than sort of free market liberalism that, uh, that had been going on in the 1990s and 2000s. Okay, so the second big theme was demographics. We know we've got an ageing population. Is that good or bad? I'm talking about for food opportunities for us. Yeah, so, so we do have an ageing population. Demographics is our second big shift. Um, and the ageing population is not just in, in Western developed countries, but also in the developing world as well. So China and India both have ageing populations. And uh, the, the story here is, is effectively that uh, the population will continue to grow. We're expecting world population to hit about 11 billion people in the years ahead. But the, the number of uh, workers... Uh, or the proportion of workers, people actually producing goods and services of that total population is shrinking. So what that implies is that uh, if you have an expanding number of consumers and a shrinking number of producers relative to the consumers, then uh, you have, I, I guess, uh, mechanical or, or structural scarcity of, of goods and services, and that implies structural higher inflation in the years ahead. But is that ultimately good news for food producers, supply and demand? Well, I, I, I'm not sure that it's good or bad, uh, particularly because there's the, the, the swings and roundabouts here. The, the good news for food producers is that typically they're producing commodities and commodities are uh, a very good inflation hedge. So it's a, a good place to be when, when you have uh, higher inflation around the world. Uh, but the bad news is that they're also consumers of commodities. So all of the inputs that they're using on farm uh, will be affected by this trend as well. And we're certainly seeing that at the moment. Record on-farm inflation here in New Zealand and also on your side of the Tasman. Let's just finish with your third major theme. And honestly, Ben, sometimes my eyes glaze over when I hear, when I hear this word, so don't bore me, sustainability. <laughs> yeah. 
sustainability, it is a bit of a buzzword now, but it's, it's very important, uh, something that will become increasingly important in the years ahead. Uh, so uh, effectively, the, the best way to think about this is uh, a lot of people just think climate change straight away, but that's not the only thing with uh, sustainability. Uh, it's also about uh, land and water use practices, which I'm sure many of your listeners are, are well across. Uh, but um, uh, I, I guess just to give you a couple of numbers here, so in, in the year 2000, China was 94% self-sufficient in food. Now they're only about 65%, and that's expected to continue falling. And, and part of the story there is that uh, China has about uh, 20% of world population, but only about 10% of arable land, and, and the arable land that they have is actually declining because of urban sprawl and, and poor land use practices. So sustainability is really important going forward and, and positions kiwi producers quite well uh, because kiwis produce way more food than they actually need to consume. Uh, and as global food companies are, are, are much more interested in sustainability in their supply chains, New Zealand being ahead of the curve on this trend uh, positions Kiwi producers really well. Stop it. You're starting to sound like Chris Hipkins. No, seriously here, does the, the burgeoning middle class and the likes of China or India give a toss about sustainability? And I'm, this is somewhat of a facetious, uh, contentious question, but do they give a toss about sustainability when they're looking at their own farming practices or do they care about well-priced food, good quality food and food that they know is 100% safe to eat? Yeah, great question. Uh, I, I would say you're dead right. They do not really care all that much about sustainability, but uh, the people who do care are the, the large food companies in the middle who are... Uh, 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 sort of uh, producing and, and moving food around the world, manufacturing and trading food around the world. They're the ones who, who really are uh, interested in this, and, and that's because they're having uh, pressure exerted on them uh, from governments and uh, supranational bodies around the world uh, to sort out, I, I guess, uh, some of these sustainability issues that we're faced with. So the, the end consumer in the developing world may be not as concerned about it. In the West, it's a bit different. Uh, consumers are sensitive to these things. Uh, but the yeah the, the trading companies, the food companies in the middle, that's where the rubber hits the road. Hey, Ben Picton out of Rabobank's Sydney office, thanks for your time. Third Ashes test starting tonight. Was Bearstow out? Oh, he was out all day, mate. The rules of the, <laughs> rules of the game, he was out. I love it. Looking forward to that one tonight. Ben Picton, thanks for your time. Thanks, Jamie.